Hello everyone, my name is Maddie B, and today we are going to be talking- oh, I forgot the introduction. Hello everyone, my name is Maddie B, and this is- there's too much to think. And it's a Friday, folks, and my brain is not doing great, so bear with me. But today, as you can probably guess by the title, we are going to be talking about Elizabeth Bowtery. I think that's how you say her name correctly. I know Morbid- they did an episode on it, it's episode 51, and I do use them as a source, and they say Bowtery, so I'm gonna go with Bowtery. So, um, as you can guess by the fact that she's on Carrion, Elizabeth is her anglicized name, uh, her original name is Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth, I think as I said, and I'm probably saying the name wrong, but to be honest, Bowtree is one mean lady, so, <laughs> and she's been dead for a long time, so I don't really care if I do say it incorrectly, um, if Elizabeth Bowtree isn't a name you recognize, uh, here's your warning now, Bowtree is considered to be one of the most prolific serial killers in history, especially among the females, having said to kill, to have killed over 600 victims, all consisting of young girls around the ages of 10 to 14. This story is going to get bloody and I will bring, be bringing up torture, so there's your trigger warning. It, it's, it gets bad, but you know, we're here. I'm gonna give you mini trigger warnings for when I get really graphic, but just know that this story is a bloody one. So. Before we get too far into it, I do want to discuss a little bit of a history about her family because her family is a big one. Um, and I want to I want you to understand how like big of an impact she had on the people around her and why they could do nothing about her and her what she did to people. So according to an encyclopedia entry on Bowtree, the year that she was born in, um, 1560, was a turbulent time in history. What is now known as Romania, Hungary, Bulgaria, uh, Siberia, and Croatia um, were all in like this deep, long-standing battlefield of warlords of the Ottoman Empire and Eastern Europe, and there was like a big old fight with like the Catholic people because they were like, no, you need to be Catholic, and so on and so forth. Um, to make matters even worse, uh, plague had set in, and the ever-looming gloom, um, it was cholera, so the ever-looming ghost, uh, over the battle, it was like an ever-looming ghost over the battlefield. Um, sure, you might survive the war, but will you be able to make it home before you get sick? Who knows? Um, but even though Bowtree's land was declining because of these wars, she had never seen any of it. In fact, her family was more than better well off. Um, because of her earliest recorded ancestors, uh, she is recorded as being an ancestor of... Not ancestor of, but Wesleyan is recorded as being an ancestor of hers. And, um, he had served under King Stephen I. It goes, King Stephen I, the Great of Hungary. <laughs> like, pick, pick a title. Um, 
but by the 19th century, and keep in mind this is taking place in the 16th and 17th century, alright, not 19th, I meant 14th, 14th century, so keep in mind this is taking place between the 16th and 17th centuries, uh, the family had now become rich, so she came from old, old money, centuries old money, um, so rich, in fact, that the family had split in two lines, the Samoliol and the uh, Exet, I think is how you say it. So what happens when a royal family splits in two? I'll give you a guess. Uh, the answer is they get married and start having incest babies. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Game of Thrones, doesn't it? Uh, and you will notice this. I will bring it up a mul multiple times, but I am so certain that George R. R. Martin was just like, let me just plug this from Elizabeth's past, let me plug that and that, and we're gonna throw it in Game of Thrones and give it to my twisted characters. Like, it was unreal how I started doing research for this, and I was like, that's literally a game, uh, that's literally a scene in Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, Elizabeth is a product of these quote-unquote two lines. Her father, uh, Hjorki? It looks like George, um, but I think it's pronounced Hjorki, um, being from Exed line, and her mother, Anna, was from the Simoleo line. So, and much like Daenerys from Game of Thrones, it should come as no one's surprise that most of Elizabeth's loved ones, as well as herself, might have ended up, well, little, little, um, not right. As the encyclopedia quotes historian Raymond McNally, quote, the constant intermarriage among the few Hungarian noble families evidently caused the blood to run a bit thin. One of Elizabeth's uncles was reputedly um, addicted to rituals, or reputedly addicted to rituals and worships in honor of Satan. Her aunt Clara enjoyed torturing servants, and Elizabeth's brother, Stefan, was a drunkard and a lecture, lecher. So, on that happy note, we're gonna dive a little bit into Elizabeth's personal past once she, like, comes into the picture, because no one just up, is up and decides to torture people, like, it all comes from somewhere, and believe me, with her, it comes from somewhere, and you start to question everything. So, now that we're done with a bit of the history of her life, let's get into Elizabeth's childhood. So, as I alluded to earlier, Elizabeth's childhood was just as horrid as what she did. Um, as I tell you about what she experienced and what she saw and so on, I want, you to I want to remind you, as morbid podcast hosts Ash and Elena say, quote, feel bad for the child, never feel bad for the adult. End quote. So Elizabeth spent most of her early life in the Exed Castle, where she was clearly already experiencing signs of mental illness. According to an article done by National Geographic, it is said that she has been experiencing um, epileptic seizures from the age of four to five. She was also known to be dealing with like chronic migraines as well as violent mood swings. She uh, this, however, being in the middle of the 1500s, no one really heard of these things. In fact, even as late as the 
1980s to 1990s, it was believed that epilepsy was a condition caused by the devil. Hello, satanic panic. I might cover that in the future. Who knows? So her condition was frowned upon and never, like, it was never talked about outside the castle. And when it was talked about, it was talked about in very hushed tones. They didn't want the word to be spread because it was going to sound like they were weak. And in times of war, that was not a good idea. Um, so Elizabeth's family believed that the girl, uh, that a girl should be as educated as a boy. And that is something that, like was never thought about (laughs) around that time and it was also like unique even among nobles to be as educated as she was so and you'll see that this is about the only thing that her parents did correctly uh she was skilled not only in hungarian language with reading and writing but she also could do the same for greek german latin and slavic she also had a talent for mathematics and the sciences such as botany um, turning the page. I've got a physical copy today, so sorry about that, folks. Um, but astro- um, astronomy, uh, anatomy, biology, and so on. But on the other side of the coin, she was a, she had a unique interest in religion and the occult. The occult. Uh, she was a full-on. I want to keep learning. I will. L- learn to read and like I will learn until I die kind of person so when she was younger it was said that she typically dressed up as a boy and would play games that were reserved for boys and as she grew older however she also enjoyed dressing up in long flowing gowns and loved makeup and jewelry so right here if she had just stopped right here she literally could have been a role model for generations of young girls but no, she just had to screw it up. So, Elizabeth was exposed to a lot of brutality from a very young age, as servants were routinely beaten in this era. And as we all know, her aunt Clara didn't exactly hide that she uh, liked torturing her servants. And But the catalyst was at the age of six, Elizabeth watched a public execution of a rebel leader, who was against the nobility at the time, and I wonder why, um, and get ready here, uh, trigger warning, huge trigger warning, about to get graphic, forced cannibalism, this fire being impaled, animal cruelty, and so on. So, morbid podcast host Elena Urquhart explained that an illustration from the Hungarian Almanac in the 16th century explains how this poor man died when he got caught by the crown he was placed naked on a chair where he then had a red hot burning crown on his head sounds a lot like game of thrones but instead of burning hot it was gold um which it was still hot because he did die and hot coals were being shoved under his seat to ignite the iron throne he was strapped on This man wasn't alone in his torment, though. Uh, Those of his accomplices who had been caught were either being impaled or being force-fed chunks of their leader's flesh before finally being beaten and hanged. Urquhart continues saying that Elizabeth 
had even witnessed a peasant being punished for a crime by being sewn alive inside the belly of a dying horse, and by all accounts she had giggled uncontrollably at the sight of the man's head sticking out before the stomach was fully uh, sewn closed. So this is who we're dealing with. She is not... She is not a good role model by any means. Uh... After both of those, and the unchecked mental illness and incest blood, little little Elizabeth really didn't have a choice or a chance. Uh, Once again, let me remind you, feel bad for the child, never feel bad for the adult. Depending on the source, some say she was 11 years old, but some say she was 13. So for the sake of argument here, I'm going to shoot for the middle and say Elizabeth was 12. When she was forced into an engagement with a 16-year-old, sometimes 18, so I'll shoot for 17-year-old Fernick Natasty. Obviously, this was done to seal ties between the two families during a time of war to ensure that the two families survived. This was totally 100% political. They didn't love each other, and even if they did, a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old is fucking disgusting. So, at the age of 14, however, Elizabeth brought shame to her family. She had become pregnant with a peasant boy's child. Oh, no. Um, No one ever knew of this except for her family and her betrothed, and so when the time came to give birth to the baby, they had shipped her off to have it in secret. Uh, Fernick, however, tracked down the peasant boy and trigger warning, castration, and wild dogs. I bet by that trigger warning alone, you can guess what happened, but let me spill it out for you anyway. Spill, spell it out for you anyway. Fernick had him castrated and then a pack of of wild dogs rip him to shreds. Hello, Ramsey Bolton. Good God. Like, this is insane. And what's worse is that Elizabeth found this intriguing, pleasurable even. Um, so they got married later that year and moved into another castle owned by the uh, by Elizabeth's family called uh, Castle Kashtish, I think is how you say it. Uh, and as we'll learn, Elizabeth and Fernick's life together was a match made in hell. So, now on to Elizabeth's later life, because she does end up starting to kill in her 20s, which is when this kind of starts taking place, and it gets bloody, and it gets bloody fast. Alright, so, Elizabeth's later life. So, four years after they get married... Uh, so she's probably around, like, the age of 18-ish. If she got married at 14, probably 18, and he's, you know, somewhere in his early 20s. Uh, uh, was now a war general for the war that took place even before Elizabeth's birth, which ended up lasting over, like, 13 years. That was called the Long War. Obviously, with her husband being away a lot, Elizabeth was getting rather lonely without her partner in horrible crime. Um, And so, uh, as stated in a book done by Kimberly Craft entitled Infamous Lady, the true story of Countess Elizabeth Bautery, second edition, Elizabeth had hired an older Croatian woman named Anna Darvulia, and she was essentially Elizabeth's mentor when it came to 
the ways of torturing people working um anna ended up working under her from 1601 to 1609 and this is where the idea was planted in her head by anna that the girls elizabeth tortured needed to be young virgin girls so now all by herself elizabeth had a perfect facade she sent her sub uh, her servants down into the villages asking for young girls to help in the castle and in return elizabeth would provide them with schooling a place to sleep and all the food they could ever want to eat Uh, and in turn their parents would also get money so even though it was well known at this point how badly the bowtories treated their servants up at the castle many families sent their young girls there because of the promise of food connections to the royal court and an education so it was still more important to them that like oh she might get a chance to get out of here and you know she might be educated because that's what elizabeth's like whole thing was until this happened was oh she's smart like she's cunning she'll she'll get my kid she'll give my kid a good education and she'll be able to do something you know instead of living in this small town so uh elizabeth as i stated before started killing in her 20s and she died in her 40s with anna teach or anna teaching her how to torture these girls nearly all of my sources collaborate the fact that they would throw the girls outside in the dead of romanian winter and dump cold water on them while doing so uh where they would then watch the water freeze to their skin before leaving the girls outside to freeze to death yeah yeah, we're dealing with this. Uh, when uh, Frenick would come home for a short stint during the war, the two of them would spend their time torturing more. Uh, I have student, it's student in quotes, girls. I have I have it in quotes because technically they, they weren't getting an education. So they're not students, but it's, but it's her facade. So they're her quote unquote students. Um, and uh, Frenick had plenty of new ways to teach Elizabeth of all the things he had learned at the war. So he was like, listen, I learned this to do to this for prisoners of war. And Elizabeth ate that shit up. Um, according to that National Geographic article I mentioned earlier, uh, Frenick had a girl dragged outside, stripped naked, tied up to something so that they couldn't get away he then would have them lathered up in honey where the girl would be attacked by various insects uh that were drawn to the honey and they would be eaten alive um tired of being limited to the seasonal torture tortures however elizabeth quickly built a room in the basement for her quote-unquote sessions uh in there many girls had their mouths sewn shut or had various items shoved under their fingernails uh that was one of her favorite things to do uh in 1604 after being sick for a while uh Fernick died what a bummer what a bummer uh, i know this is an audio format uh and so i'll tell you right out if you haven't picked up on it that's sarcasm <laughs> and after having violent mood swings and after already having violent mood swings elizabeth was now devastated because she 
now she was now all alone and she lost her partner in torture boo hoo i don't care um the following year in july her brother actually died as well and so she made the trip back to exit on the way there she ended up snapping and torturing and killing many of the handmaids that were there with her burying them along the way to the castle one of the girls a noble girl ended up surviving until they got to the castle but then elizabeth finished the job once she got there um, she also tortured and killed another nobleman's daughter the nobleman's name being Matthias II, the king of Hungary at the time. I don't know why she decided to attack the king's daughter, uh, but she did. And then buried the girl on the way back home, according to that National Geographic article, once again. So this is when people started getting suspicious because until this point elizabeth was saying that it was cholera right the plague that i mentioned at the very beginning that this was cholera uh and it was sweeping the nation and she made sure to never let anyone see the bodies um and so they had they just had to believe her uh what ended up getting her caught is something that still happens in today's world no one cared enough about the poor people and their daughters that were dying. The investigation into girls dying only happened because people who were rich or whose society deemed as important started dying as well. Later, as stated by the Morbid Podcast, her inner social circle would say that she was doing these horrible acts. She was That when she was doing these horrible acts, she was so drenched in blood that she had to change halfway through. Uh, and that she would have others torture the girls to the point that you could scoop handfuls of blood off the floor. Now, it is a, it is a legend that she is believed to be bathing in blood um, of, of young girls to keep her young as well. Um, there is a thing where she um, slapped a young girl so hard because she was brushing her hair too hard or whatever so she slapped the serving girl and the blood actually landed on her hand and she could watch as the blood made her appear younger and so that thought process was very real she did she did believe that but just the idea of her actually bathing in blood is nearly impossible just by sheer mass and how much she liked to torture the girls before she would you know by then there would be no blood to actually bathe in but it is believed that she probably had like a small container um to keep the blood in so she could apply it to herself so court master uh Desio, another member of her inner circle would later testify in court that she quote she withheld water from many of them until they began, became very thirsty, end quote, talking about the girls and how she would torture them. And when she would allow them to drink something, they had to put their hands underneath them to catch the flow of pee and drink from it. She would literally order them to go pee and then make them drink their own piss. Um, and he continued saying that he could see the girls' arms be burned with a wide fire iron and a smaller the smaller of the fire irons was heated quote until very hot and on my honor shoved into their vaginas end quote so 
yeah, um, just, just a quick old palate cleanser, I suppose, because that sounds freaking painful as hell, and I, to think of a young girl going through that is horrific. So, here's your little, like, fun fact. Did you know that koala, um, koala fingerprints are so similar to humans that (laughs) if they were ever found on the same crime scene, it still stumps people because of how similar they look. Um, And so I always think about, like, Australia, like, and their whole thing with koala feet prints, uh, fingerprints and whatnot. But yeah, it looks so similar to human fingerprints that they can be confused for them. Um, Even, like, uh, veteran, like, forensic people have difficulties. So, there you go. There's a quick uh, palette cleanser. But in 1609, and keep in mind this is almost over, uh, in 1609, the king had heard too many rumors, and so he sent out advisor uh, Jorge Torzo, um, Elizabeth's cousin, to the village to see what was going on. Because at this point, she was also faking a school for, like, noble girls, because at this point... Everyone, even the poor people, were like, uh, we're not sending our kids up there. So she ended up getting, like, noble girls. The young, like, the smallest of the latter, like, lowest of the latter noble girls, but still noble girls nonetheless. And so now, all of a sudden, there were noble girls that were dying. And so people were picking up on that as well. And so that's what I mean by, like, they didn't really care until noble people got involved. But... So this is finally, like, King's heard too much, uh, you know, and whatnot, and his do- his own daughter died in her care and whatnot, so, um, he sends Jorge Torzo, um, who is his advisor and her cousin to the village to see what is going on. Um, over 300 people approach him and tell him the torture was always the reason why she chose to do it. Um, and it was, death was just the result. Like she didn't, death wasn't something that she wanted. It was just the result of having people be tortured so severely. So at this point, bodies began being found all over the place around the castle, local graveyards, and nearly every room in the castle. And Urquhart from Morbid Podcast, yet again, explains there were some that were shoved in fireplaces as she tried to burn them whole. Um, so yeah. And with that, you guys, we're gonna move on to the trial. Or lack thereof, I suppose. But we're done with it for the most part. So, the trial. Um, Elizabeth was arrested in December of 1609. And around this time, uh, Anna Deruvula, that I mentioned earlier, actually died before the trial as she had some sort of sickness, possibly cancer. And according to the book I mentioned earlier, uh, Infamous, the true story of Countess Elizabeth Bathurst, 
<laughs> Bautery, <laughs> second edition, um, Bautery, it, it was even thought that Jorubula and Elizabeth had a thing going on, like they might have been more than just mentor and student in the world of torture, if you get what I'm saying, like, they might have had a relationship, and so her testimony would have been vital to this case, um, but regardless, trial goes, uh, and starts in January of 1610, the evidence was brought to the trial, people testified, and so on, it wasn't Elizabeth, it wasn't just Elizabeth that was the only one on trial. As I mentioned earlier, she would take breaks and have other people torture these girls for her. So those people were also tried and executed for the murder of 80 girls total. Uh, One of her lackeys, however, stated that Elizabeth had a diary, and in that diary was the name of every girl she had or had had someone else kill um, and torture and whatnot. Except the number wasn't 80. Uh, As the book explains, there was likely more than 650 names on that list. 80 would have been a lot. It would have been. Like, anything more than one is a lot. But 80 is ridiculous. 650 is astronomical in 20 years. Uh, So they only found the remains of 80, which is why she was tried for 80, which is why everyone was tried for 80. Um, And this is on record. One of the girls in farewell during the torture and the words, quote, she was too, too small, were next to her name in the diary. This was brought up in court, and there are more comments like these, but after what I've just told you, and this whole half hour of an episode, I don't really want to say anymore. I want to be done. I don't know why I chose this. I, I told you I was going to get brutal. Like, I was going to I was going to find one that was awful, and... Here you go. Um, so I just want to watch a Disney movie. <laughs> but folks, the story doesn't have this story doesn't have a happy ending uh, because Elizabeth Bowtery was never put on trial. Her noble birth made it illegal to try her at the time. And due to the fact that Elizabeth had lent the king money, he was in debt to her. So they could only kill and execute her lackeys that have that were also part of it. But all is not lost, however, because the Bowtree family had canceled his debt. They were like, as long as you don't put her in prison, we will cancel your debt. So they canceled his debt and Elizabeth in turn had a specific punishment. Due to her bouts of depression at the thought of loneliness, she was locked in her room and all the windows were bricked up and the only way out was a small slot that was used to pass her food through. This is where she lived for the next four years before she died in August of 1614. And with that, 
That is the end of Elizabeth Bowtree. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. This research quite literally crushed my soul. So I'm going to go and watch something nice and fuzzy after this. And I hope you do too. Get some popcorn. Watch a movie. Enjoy it. I'm thinking about ordering a milkshake. I don't know. But yeah. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. If you like this episode, please don't hesitate to answer the question down in the show notes. All of my sources will be down in the show notes. And if you really want to, you can share it with your friends. It really does help a lot. Um, I can't explain to you how happy I get when I see someone else has listened. And there, that there's even people that are not in the U.S. that listen to me is pretty amazing. Um, so with that, hope y'all have a wonderful weekend. And before I continue rambling, Maddie B signing off.